The Week in Doubt, religious news stories from a skeptical perspective, random musings on everything from pop culture to politics, and even audio documentaries on weird and interesting topics like Krampus and the history of the holidays. The Week in Doubt, a podcast for atheists, agnostics, and whoever. Hey everyone, I'm Philip Anthony Albertelli, the host of The Week in Doubt, and this is episode 342. Now, I said I wouldn't be talking about David Silverman again anytime soon, but it's seeming almost unavoidable. But don't worry, this is just a quick funny little thing. I logged into Facebook, and who do I see listed in my friend suggestions? Right there in the middle... David P. Silverman. I'll include the picture in the YouTube version of this episode. And it's one of those things where you can't win. If he did assault someone and I friend him, that's awful. And on the other hand, if he's innocent of the allegations and I don't friend him, then that's kind of awful too. Looks like I'm jumping on the bandwagon and shunning or snubbing him, you know? Um, So I'm like, eh, I guess I'll just ignore this for now and just back up slowly, you know? Damn Silverman keeps finding his way back into the show. But but anyway, moving on. So I did a post-Halloween bonus show for Patreon supporters, and I asked for suggestions regarding what type of specific bonus content people were interested in. And I got some really good responses. Friend and listener Jody Mack suggested that I do a bonus episode on German philosopher Arthur Schopenhauer. And I absolutely love that idea. I'm not an expert on Schopenhauer by any means, but I've been aware of him for a long time, mostly due to my layman's knowledge of the history of philosophy in general, and also because of my interest in Nietzsche or Nietzsche, tomato, tomato, I believe Schopenhauer was one of his influences. And there's a couple of things that I've that have always intrigued me about Schopenhauer. On the one hand, he had a somewhat atheistic worldview, but on the other hand, he also had an interest in Eastern philosophy and spirituality, and he seemed to incorporate some of those ideas or tenets into his own philosophical system. And that's always fascinated and resonated with me. So a great suggestion by Jody. And this will finally give me an excuse to dig a little deeper um, into uh, Schopenhauer. And that will probably be the subject of the next bonus episode. And then another Patreon supporter, friend and listener, Freethinker215, suggested that I do a Joker review. And the movie had such an effect on me that I did consider doing a review after I initially saw it. But I kind of put it on the uh, the back burner. And then everyone and their mother were doing Joker reviews. So I kind of let it go. But now that Freethinker has requested it, I was like, all right, cool. This gives me an excuse to do it after all. I asked, should I do it as bonus content or for the main show? And he said, depends on how much you have to say about it. So I don't know if that will specifically be bonus content or not, uh, but that's another iron I'm putting in the proverbial fire. And I spun some music during that post-Halloween bonus show, too. Some Ramstein, uh, Marilyn Manson, Ghost, uh, Susie and the Banshees. It's like a little Halloween party where I share too much about my feelings. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so let's get on with the show. 
And so this first segment doesn't really have anything to do with atheism or religion. I just thought it was an interesting, offensive, and yet absurdly comical little clip. It pretty much features alt-right figure, ugh, I can talk, alt-right figure, uh, figurehead Richard Spencer having uh, this kind of racist meltdown. And I have to admit, as a left-leaning person, I can't help but experience a certain amount of schadenfreude. And so you might remember Richard Spencer. I believe he's actually the one who coined the term alt-right. And during the lead-up to the last presidential election, he was filmed at some gathering, leading a bunch of white nationalists in a chant of, Hail Trump, hail our people. He's called for a quote-unquote peaceful ethnic cleansing, flirts with fascist and Nazi symbolism and dog whistling, but usually leaves himself enough room for not-so-plausible deniability. But in this video, he doesn't seem to be making any attempt to censor himself. He's just spewing racist rhetoric. And apparently the clip was leaked by Milo Yiannopoulos. Or did I just butcher that? I don't know. Uh, you may be familiar with him. As paradoxical as it sounds, he is or was a flamboyantly gay right-wing provocateur. I say was because his career and popularity took a drastic downturn. And, he, and recently he's been calling out a lot of his former peers or colleagues on the right who he perceives as betraying him or not being supportive enough, or maybe just for the attention. But hats off, I guess, to Milo for releasing it, whatever you think of him. And here it is without further ado. Oh, and to quickly put into some context, I believe this was supposedly his response to the media coverage of the Heather Heyer thing. Uh, at the, was it at the Charlottesville rally? She was uh, the woman who ended up uh, being killed, dying after uh, a white nationalist drove into some people with a car. And I guess, uh, according to Milo, this was... Uh, Spencer's secretly recorded response. We are coming back here like a fucking hundred times. I am so mad. I am so fucking mad at these people. They don't do this to fucking me. We're going to fucking ritualistically humiliate them. I am coming back here every fucking weekend if I have to. Like this is never over. I win. They fucking lose. That's how the world fucking works. Little fucking kites. They get ruled by people like me. Little fucking octoroons. I fucking, my ancestors fucking enslaved those pieces of fucking shit. We're gonna win. I rule the fucking world. Those pieces of shit <laughs> get ruled by people like me. They look up and see a face like mine looking down at them. That's how the fucking world works. We are gonna destroy this fucking town. And so, some really undisguised anti-Semitism and racism there. And in a way, it shouldn't really come as any surprise. I imagine that's probably how most of us already assumed uh, Richard Spencer thought and felt beneath the slick, shit-eating shit facade. And uh, in case you're wondering, Octoroon is this antiquated term for someone who's one-eighth black, but it sounds like a cookie. Uh, Grandma just made a fresh batch of octoroons. It's the walnuts and the allspice that really makes a great octoroon. Uh, are octoroons really that big a problem? Uh, are them octoroons holding down the white man? 
And uh, yeah, you guys know me, very big supporter of LGBT uh, rights, the LGBT community. Um, and hopefully this doesn't sound offensive in any way, but is it me or does Richard Spencer come across as a kind of closet case doing his best to sound like a tough guy? Uh, and it just ain't working. And of course, not all gay men are flamboyant or effeminate, but that's the sense I get from Spencer. Uh, anyway, that's enough of that, and uh, on to the next story. And this one features another right-wing figure, namely Ben Shapiro. And believe it or not, it actually wasn't my intention to do a kind of politically charged show or episode. It just happened that I had already been planning on covering the Shapiro story, and then uh, the Spencer thing popped up too. And I really wanted to cover this story because it features Ben Shapiro panning John Lennon's Imagine. So as a fan of both the Beatles and John Lennon's solo work, and also because of the religious tie-in, little uh, Peter Brady voice crack once again, I felt like this would make a great show segment. And it's funny, as I said, big fan of the Beatles and John Lennon's solo stuff, but I can remember as a kid, I don't know how old exactly, I'd guess maybe late elementary school or early middle school or something like that, you know, uh, just a young kid in the midst of a Catholic upbringing, still really hoping that there actually was a God, trying to avoid the budding voice of doubt. I can remember being somewhat disturbed or unsettled by John Lennon's Imagine, and also by uh, the famous comment where, and I'm paraphrasing, I believe it was Lennon who said that the Beatles were bigger or more popular than Jesus or Jesus Christ. And then when I hit my teen years, I found myself absolutely drawn to their stuff. Mostly their darker, weirder, psychedelic stuff in particular. I Am the Walrus, Strawberry Fields, Helter Skelter. And I noticed, because uh, I'm reading some notes, uh, the autocorrect turned it to Helter Smelter. <laughs> but, but anyway, and the older I got, uh, and this still stands, the more I appreciate John Lennon's uh, Imagine. Ben Shapiro finds it to be immoral, while, while I find it to be very moral. Uh, to me, it's uh, a song that says, look past the tribalism, the myopic religious dogma you've been indoctrinated into, all the stuff that divides us, and let's live now, live as one united human race. And as a secular person, someone who defines himself as something of a humanist, I think that's a simple yet profound and important message, a very positive message. But anyway, let's dig into Shapiro's commentary on John Lennon's Imagine. John Lennon's Imagine is a monstrosity. It's a moral, musical monstrosity in every, it, it, it is the cave troll of, of all that is good and holy. I mean, it is just, it is, it is the worst thing that ever was created. The reason I'm bringing it up is because two days ago was the anniversary of John Lennon's assassination. The cave troll of all that is good and holy. A part of me is almost like, is this guy trolling? What's going on? Very sad. People shouldn't get killed. And so everybody decided that we're going to replay Imagine. This is the single worst song in human history. I mean, this sucker makes Justin Bieber look like Beethoven. And so I'm not going to lie, and I want to give credit where credit is due. I found out about this clip through The Amazing Atheist. He had covered it, and I think he did a really good job of just utterly destroying Ben Shapiro's arguments or his criticisms of uh, John Lennon's Imagine here. And I'm sure TJ addressed this, but come on, man. It's like, what'd he say? It's the worst or one of the worst songs ever written. It makes Justin Bieber look like Beethoven. 
I am really hoping that's just hyperbole. You're really going to compare anything by Justin Bieber, you know, to John Lenz Imagine, this thoughtful, contemplative song about world peace, a song that invites or ignites uh, conversation about religion, uh, coexistence. Um, I mean, you're really going to compare that to baby, 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 oh, or whatever, you know, and, and I think that might be one of the exact or specific points that TJ makes. So not trying to consciously plagiarize TJ there, um, should check out his video on it. And I mean, if you swapped out the lyrics for something less controversial, would he still try to claim that's a poorly written song? I mean, it's not a super complex song. It's fairly simple, but sometimes the best songs are songs with rather simple melodies or riffs or whatever. And uh, it just sounds to me like he's really reaching, like he's just trying to bash this song as being poorly written, because he ideologically disapproves of the song's message. This is, it's, it's pretentious, it's garbagey, the morality that it spouts is just spew, it's moral spew, it's worse than that. It's actually, it's not just nonsensical, there's a sense to it, there is a sense, but it's so deeply immoral and deeply evil, and yet it's, it's put over this kind of pretentious, these long pretentious piano chords, and him singing meaningfully, and Anybody who believes the crap in this song, anybody who believes the crap in this song, you should never have any sort of conversation with them. It's a waste of your time. It's a waste of your brain power. So is he basically saying you should never speak to an atheist, a secular humanist, or someone who just doesn't want us divided by tribalism? Yeah. I am not a censor. The song should exist. Quite generous of you, Mr. Shapino. But if I were a censor, I would take every copy of this song and I would take it to a bonfire and I would burn it because it's a... Sh uh, so naughty, did you hear that? The little guy almost cussed. And yeah, I know it's Shapiro, not Shapino. But Shapino just cracks me up. I think that's what the uh, progressive voice calls him. It's a terrible song. <laughs> There's certain words even I won't say here. It is a garbage song. So we'll play a little bit of it. And then I'm going to take the, the screen that we're showing it on. I'm going to hurl it through a window. So let's we'll play a little bit of this garbage. Oh, pretentious piano chords to it. God, I can't even get through the first two bars of this thing. And I'm sure YouTube will demonetize this video anyway. They, de they demonetize most of my videos. But I'm sure this kind of seals my fate. Now he's actually playing John Land's Imagine. Maybe if I put some, like, wind and rain effects behind it, the algorithm won't find it. The spooky algorithm. Listen to that, Shapino, little Shapino playing God, <laughs> declaring that John Lennon is not fit for uh, the heavenly kingdom. And uh, it sounds like maybe even uh, a little, what I would usually call Christian schadenfreude there, hoping that he's going to go to hell. Uh, I believe Ben Shapiro is an Orthodox Jew. If he was a secular Jew, he probably wouldn't even really be mentioning uh, heaven or hell. I'm not really sure what the Orthodox uh, stance on the afterlife is. Uh, but anyway. If you try. Oh, 
when the drums kick in there and the song picks up, that always gives me the chills. Uh, the good chills, not the douche chills. What he just said is the most immoral thing you could possibly say. <laughs> Imagine all the people living for today. That's basically what we have. Okay, imagine all the people living for today it means you don't plan for the future. It means you don't care about your kids. It means you don't care what happens tomorrow. It means you don't care about anybody else. You just care about you. That's a pretty harsh interpretation. The way I interpret that is he's kind of like saying, live in the now, you know, in the present. Live as people say, like it's your last day on earth, like really alive and aware, you know, and and uh, hopefully, you know, what I think it implies is take care of your fellow man and love those around you as if it was your last day on earth, you know. Um, I, I don't think John Lennon is in this nice song about world peace or whatever is suggesting that people stop worrying about the future and, you know, throw uh, garbage cans through windows or whatever. And I know Ben Shapiro's Jewish, but he's obviously very pro-Judeo-Christianity, uh, right-wing Christian culture, that type of thing. And uh, wasn't it Jesus himself who said something like, and I'm paraphrasing, take no care for the morrow uh, your heavenly father will provide or take care of you if he provides for the lilies of the field and for the birds or, you know, how much more will he provide for you or whatever, something like that. Okay, this is the most selfish morality possible. If all the people lived just for today, they would screw everything in sight and kill all their enemies. And this is that classic kind of right-wing or Christian apologist talking point that if it wasn't for the concept of God and some kind of religious framework to give you, you know, moral instruction, that everyone would just be like a ravening wolf or ravaging, bloodthirsty barbarian, raping and killing left and right, you know? And uh, I think maybe it's kind of telling about what maybe lurks in the dark corners of their own minds, you know? There's a lot of secular humanists out there, a lot of people who are non-believers, who uh, don't embrace religious dogma, and who are very caring, principled, and moral people. I'm a non-believer, and I'm acutely aware of my own mortality, the fact that a human lifespan is really quite fleeting, especially in comparison to, you know, the age of the earth, the, the universe. It's just a blink of an eye. And I care about people. The last thing I would do is, you know, force myself on someone, commit an act of senseless violence on someone. I actually care about others and have a moral sense, despite my lack of belief in a higher power or an afterlife, and in light of my own looming mortality and the fact that I'll be gone before you know it, you know? That's what would happen if everybody lived for today, because what happens tomorrow doesn't matter. If there's no punishment, if there's no reward and punishment in this life or any other, then all that matters is what is good for me right now. Okay, It's a deeply immoral philosophy that's being preached over this pretentious garbage piano music. I mean, one of the things I hate about the Beatles, honestly, is I actually like trained musicians, and the Beatles can write a melody. There's no question. They can write a catchy hook. Okay, none of them knew how to read music. Call me an elitist. For me to call you a great musician, you have to know how to read music. And he's calling other people pretentious. There are so many great musicians. I don't know in the realm of classical music where people do 
you know, tend to be trained in music theory, etc. cetera. Uh, but in rock history, etc., tons of great musicians who don't have any formal training or can't read sheet music. But I'm done with this. I see no reason to continue. <laughs> I, I cannot stand listening to Shapiro any longer. So that's it. I'm going to call this episode a wrap. As always, thanks for listening, everyone. You know the drill. Please like the Facebook page. You can follow the show on Twitter, although I'm not too active there. Uh, you can check out the YouTube channel. Maybe you're doing that now. If you'd like to support the show monetarily, which would be greatly appreciated, you can go to patreon.com slash doubt. Or you can go to the Weekend Out Podbean page and scroll down to the bottom. Hopefully it's still there and there should be a PayPal widget where you can make a one-time contribution. All right, brothers and sisters, as always, thank you for listening. And, and that sounded strangely German. <laughs> I'm not drunk. I'm not on anything. Uh, until next week. All right.